To the Mary Mac Show, where we will be talking about your feelings, experiences, and pain following the death of a loved one. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Wherever you find yourself in this entire world, I welcome you. So how are you doing, my friend, my warrior? I certainly hope this week finds you well. If you are beginning your grief journey, I'd like to welcome you to go over to griefauthority.com, which is my site where I sell our digital products, and at the top, you will see offerings. We have a bundle of hope group of books, the top three books that you need to have so that you will better understand the grieving process. The first one is Understanding Your Grieving Heart After a Loved One's Death, which is my signature book on grief for adults. The second book is How to Help a Grieving Child, which will come in handy with your young ones, your teens, and even your young adults. It's very important that we support our young people in our lives when something like this occurs, because it may be the very first time they've experienced the loss of a loved one. And they're confused and frightened, and you need to shepherd them along their journey. And the third book has to do with holiday grief. And when you're listening to me on this episode, it may be close to the holidays or it may not be, but the point being is that you need this information so as you prepare for different holidays throughout the year, you will have a better sense of knowing how to handle them, what to do, what not to do, how to help yourself along that journey. Today, I'd like to speak to you about the death of a grandparent. If you've been fortunate to have had your grandparents around you during your lifetime, you know the value of that special someone, especially if they were geographically near and had time to devote to you. Sometimes they even lived with you, and some did so since you were born. Others, like myself, had our Nana join us when we moved to a bigger home. Sometimes they were farther away, and it was only during vacations or special holidays that you got to spend time with them. And others of us, unfortunately, 
never got to know our grandparents, either because they lived many states or countries away, or they died before we were born or got to know them. We can only enjoy the stories that our older family members can remember and tell us from time to time, usually at holiday season or on the anniversary of their death or birth. And not having grandparents around us as we grew up leaves a sense of a void because we really didn't know what we might have been missing. Yet if we were able to enjoy their presence, either for a while growing up or, as was in my case, to have three of them until I was an adult, you realize how special it is to have that rich devotion, different than our parents. Grandparents can be amazing people. It is said the greatest thing about being a grandparent is that they get to spoil you and then after a time they send you back to your parents. (laughs) Less stress and less responsibility than when they were parenting your parents. When we look back on the time we spent with our grandparents, what do you remember? Do you remember them teaching you valuable lessons, sharing their hobbies, bringing you for ice cream? Did they teach you how to cook, bake, sew, crochet like my Nana did? Did they teach you sports like his love for baseball like my grandfather did? Did they show you compassion and strength of character, perseverance like my grandmother did? Each grandparent had gifts of their own, and they did their best to instill the good in us so we would live a quality life. I miss my dad's mother, whom I called Grandma, because when things got tough, she'd remind me how strong I was. She'd be there to snuggle up against, just as I remember I did as a young child. In the summer, I'd lobby to spend as much time with her and my grandfather at their home. It was a wonderful respite from my rambunctious three younger brothers. Each night at 11 o'clock, after she finished watching her television shows, we'd walk hand in hand down to the local smoke shop to get my grandfather his Philly Producto cigars. <laughs> And of course, a treat for me. Sometimes it was a candy bar, other times an Italian ice. She always made me feel so special. Grandpa would save the bands from each cigar, and when we had enough, we'd go into their catalog, and he'd buy something wonderful for me. I remember small dolls with Spanish and Dutch costumes or a cassette tape recorder and cassettes, and I'd record the songs off the radio and play them back again and again to learn the lyrics of each. I also remember my thirst for reading books and gaining knowledge. His friend, who worked at a publishing company, would give my grandfather dozens of books at a time, which he dutifully brought home for me. I remember Curious George, Madeline, and Clifford the Red Dog, all of which became favorites. I couldn't wait for the next group. 
I believe these books solidified my love of reading and writing, which I have to this day. My grandmother would do most of her cooking in the old type of pressure cooker, where the very heavy piece on top would wiggle, and I knew to stay far away from that. It just looked way too scary for me. And when my maternal grandmother, my nana, came to live with us when we moved into our home, I learned so many things from her. Cooking, sewing, crocheting, needlepoint, and especially baking. One of the funniest incidences was when she and I were making Italian sauce and we pierced the can of tomato paste which sprayed all over the ceiling. What a sight to behold. But what could we do? We just laughed. Nana made and taught me to make dresses for my Barbie dolls, and later I learned to make clothes for myself, which I wore to high school, including blouses, dresses, purses, and even ties for my dad, boyfriend, and others. Matching the plaids perfectly on skirts was an especially difficult task, but I was so proud when I mastered it. At one point, I made a dozen red and white plaid pleated skirts for each of our cheerleading squad. I actually found mine in a box not too long ago. I still can't believe how tiny it is. My grandfather was an invalid and wore a brace on his legs, so I learned patience from him and compassion. We'd watch the baseball game together when I'd visit him, and everything I've ever learned, I know because of him. In the summer, when we were in the car waiting to pick up my grandmother from work, he would teach me how to listen to the play-by-play on the radio, and till this day, I can imagine where the ball went in my mind's eye by the announcer's words. It always puts a smile on my face. When he was younger, one of his jobs was a radio engineer, where he would broadcast the Dodgers, Giants, and Yankee games from Ebbets Field, the Polo Grounds, and Yankee Stadium. When the Dodgers and Giants moved to California, which didn't please him, he started to follow the Mets, and that's always been my team since they started in 1961. My only regret is that because of his disability, we were never able to see a professional game together at the ballpark. During Christmas time after we moved to our home, he created train tracks on a huge piece of thick plywood, and we would have so much fun making our trains go round and round. As each of my three grandparents got older, I tried to spend as much time with each of them as I could. There are so many wonderful memories with my grandmother, driving to Jones Beach for dinner and her favorite Manhattans. Who said 90-year-old grandmothers are not allowed to indulge too? Or the time we bought a plant of silk violets and her roommate watered them thinking they were real. Or how she would hold my little Shih Tzu, Daisy, and talk to her on the terrace. They just loved each other so much. 
I remember the letters my grandmother would write me almost every week while I was in college, adding the newspaper clippings about the soap operas we used to watch when I was a child, and then couldn't watch because of college classes. It was really funny as her letters would tell me all the news. One of the things I did the day of her funeral was bring some of those letters to our gathering afterward, and I shared them with my family to read to remember her. It really brought tears to our eyes, but somehow I was so comforted to know I still had that piece of her at my fingertips. And recently, I found them again along with countless old letters from college, from friends and relatives, and as I read hers, getting a big grin on my face for all the time she took to let me know how much I meant to her. In her latter years, when Grandpa died, I remember her giving me her engagement ring in the limousine ride on the way to bury him. I tried to refuse it, but she said, That's what she and Grandpa decided before he died. I wore it for the longest time on my third finger to honor them. And when she died, many years later, I put it back on for what I remember to be over a year. I can remember the day I lifted up my hand in the shower and decided it was time to take it off, but not before I cried and wailed before making that decision. Now, you may have had the devotion of a grandparent who actually raised you. Perhaps your parent or parents died young, and they took you in and treated you as their child. Perhaps your parent or parents were addicted or incapacitated in some way, and they knew you needed to be cared for and took you under their wing. I can't think of a more selfless response than to raise you as their own when you had no one. That level of care and love, especially when they may have already raised all their children and they were looking forward to their retirement, to rest and relax, that part of life. They didn't get that. They gave that to you. And I can't think of anything more impressive or loving than that. They did that for you. They did it because they couldn't turn away from their own flesh and blood. Those grandparents who raised grandchildren when their children couldn't, or because they were murdered or took their own life or died in a car crash or other accident, or they were ill, shows the level of devotion they had to you. If that was you, think of what they gave up for you. Just remarkable. Based on the relationship you had with your grandparent, they may mean more to you than your own parents. They may have shown such devotion and love for you that you never really knew from your parents for whatever reason. And when they die, it is a horrific grief. It is the grief that stands above all else because they gave so much of themselves for you.
So as time goes on, we never forget those who loved us and whom we've loved, no matter how long it's been since they died or were killed. Love doesn't leave us just because they have. Actually, I think it remains in our spirit and is embedded within our soul. Death can never take those feelings from us, nor can anyone else. We may fill the void with other new people who enter our lives, but the special bond we shared with our grandparents and grandparents who turned parents can never be exactly replaced. They were unique. Our relationship was one of a kind. The sting of grief may still be there, but the memories and the love will stay with us forever. I'd love for you to go to my corresponding blog and leave a comment honoring your grandparents who did so much for you. Share with us how they made such a difference in your life. Bless you, my friend. So now it's time to get up and dance, dance, dance. Wiggle and move your body even if it is in a sitting position. And I know you still think this is crazy, but please just do it for me anyway, okay? For listening in today. Remember to write five things in your journal each night that you are grateful for. Please subscribe to my podcast wherever you listen to me and share with those who may benefit from it. And if you would kindly support my podcast, you'll find info on my site, marymac.info, to do just that. And as always, remember to be happy because you deserve to. I'll speak with you again soon.